swig of alcohol, and then we'll merge fully formed into the world of turbo... Snail from its shell. Turbo racing. I don't, what is this game even called? Uh, fuck. That's a good <laughs> question. I keep getting mixed up. Turbo Super Stunt Squad. Oh, Super okay. Stunt. Okay, they don't, they don't miss you, lead you in the title. Yeah. I don't know. Turbo Triple S. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wii Universe, Ultra 64 Wii Universe. Yeah, we kind of forgot to start the show in there at some point. Yeah, Normally, that's a, there's like well, a, it's like a thing a lot yeah. of podcasts do is they just throw you in media res and then uh-huh. they introduce it like the show actually like five minutes in. Yeah, exactly. We're we're mid uh, we're mid car chase right now. This is and this you is going to wonder why our opportunity to take our podcasting art to the next level. Because this is going to be an episode nobody listens to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So That's it, the thing. Yeah, yeah. We're 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 covering a subject that no one, including us, could possibly care about. Right. So yeah, let's get weird. We're, with we're it. just going to put in. This is just going to be our Perry Ubu style experimental exactly. album. Exactly. <laughs> my, uh, my name is Steve Guntley, but I'm oh. changing my name to Captain Beefheart. Oh, nice. Is that well, taken? No, no. You're the, you're the first one to come up with it. I okay, am okay. Zoot Horn Rollo. Zoot Horn Rollo. I believe was the name of uh, Captain Beefheart's trumpet player. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And uh, is Buckethead in that band? I'm pretty I sure think he is, so. Right? I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, he collaborated they, on Neon Meat Dream of an Octofish. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he was I knew the head I rec- of the Magic Band. I recognize his work. Yes, I actually know more about Captain Beefheart than probably most people. No, it's true. <laughs> yes. You definitely know more than me. I know Trout Ma- Rask- Mask Replica is uh-huh. the name of an album, and, and there's the Essentials. Uh, that's a band name. Sure. Well, hi everybody. Uh, we're already kind of slap happy talking about uh, today's episode. This we're- is going to be a real exercise in having an ep- trying to pull like we, we've been consistent on length like uh, somehow yeah, yeah. i think due to your professional attitude we managed to get like usually yeah thanks for the thumbs up anytime uh 50 to you know about around an hour for most episodes yeah um and, and usually you very smartly like combine games with other games yeah, yeah um yeah. to like be like okay we should have enough to talk about here but for whatever reason i don't know if your brain was taking a day off or what um you did not do that here i <laughs> you know well i i thought these DreamWorks games, because there's there's a few games based on DreamWorks animated properties mm-hmm. that we're going to be playing on this show. And I, I kind of thought there would be enough to sustain sure. each one. Well, and now I know uh, I'm going to need to start combining. Because you got this is a movie be... and I mean, there's two properties here. You can you talk two about the talk movie. About. You can talk about the game. Unfortunately, probably both these things are worth about 10 minutes of discussion apiece. I have some thoughts on the Turbo movie, okay? Because that sure. movie's fucking batshit. Sure. Uh, and, and I think even just recounting the plot of that movie will make you go insane. It's kind of okay. like a like a Lovecraftian like Ooh. nightmare mirror or something. Well, I'm interested. Yeah, play, yeah. I mean, playing this game kind of made me go insane. That's right. But... And the game that we played today, we have to keep looking oh, up yeah. the title, oh, wait, Turbo was... Super Stunt Squad. This is a podcast about the Wii U. It is. And all the games on the Wii U. Oh my fucking God. Yeah. We, are, we are all <laughs> turned around That's already. Okay. And yes. we play them all, and some of them we enjoy, and some of them are Turbo stunt racing squad spoilers spoilers turns out uh we we've been on the as as with our previous show we were kind of on the hunt for the that jewel in the rough that game that uh really kind of slipped through the cracks we played 007 legends and then we played cabela's and then we played turbo stunt brothers the the hunt continues is what i'm saying the hunt continues we're gonna find it it's in there there's a there's a little hidden gem in the wii u somewhere but Turbo turbo is not it stunted growth uh I want to talk a little bit to start with since, yeah, like I said, we're going to be covering a couple of DreamWorks games. I Wait, just want to talk a little bit about DreamWorks animation. Before we get into DreamWorks an animation, you, oh, yeah. you are, I mean, you are a nerd. There's no question about that. But Steve, hmm. speaking of nerds, what games have you been playing lately? Oh, that's a good question to ask. Um, lately, 
Well, I've been playing some James Bond games yeah. for our uh, for our Patreon, patreon.com slash ultra64pod. If you want to give us money for more of whatever's going on today. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they do after listening to us talk. <laughs> they right don't now. want it. Yeah, they, they're <laughs> active. People are now revoking their Patreon subscriptions. <laughs> they're trying to see if they can get it revoked in perpetuity. Yeah, like they, exactly. they, they want all of the money they've ever given us siphoned back out. <laughs> Uh, yes, no, so I've been playing some James Bond games for that. Just, yes, just for a little context, we're playing through all the game, game, James Bond games there ever are uh-huh. for the Patreon, and we're on our last episode. We are on so. the last episode, the last little bunch of games, so I've been playing some of those. Mm-hmm. I've also been revisiting, uh, Star Wars Jedi, uh, Fallen Order, the, the recent action-adventure kind of oh, souls yeah, yeah. game. That which neat. I, I played that on PS4, liked it quite a bit. I'm replaying it now because it popped up on Game Pass, and, uh... Man, it's really making me appreciate how good my PS4 Pro actually is in terms of like updating the graphics and everything. Mm. That game runs so much smoother on oh, my Pro. Interesting. Then like I hadn't really seen a back to back difference, but seeing it now, it's like, huh, still a fun game. Still yeah, enjoying yeah. it. And uh cool. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. Excellent. What are you playing? Uh well, I don't know. It's not too much different than last time, but I did uh Sort of half as a joke, I decided to boot up Blasto. Oh, nice. And um, this PS1 game. Um, the last we, voice recording ever of Phil Hartman. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Phil Hartman, he's a professional. He, he does is. a good job. Oh, he, he shows just, up for that game. He's, he shows he, up. He's very funny. He I is. mean, he's just, and it's kind of fun because it's kind of like a Zap Brannigan vibe. Oh, very much. Um, and you know Which what? Which he was supposed to play, yeah. I kind of like Blasto. Like, it was kind of fun. Um, yeah. If it wasn't. There's traps in the game, and traps ruin everything, oh, like yeah. these flamethrowers that you just sort of go out in time in timing, but it's not in a, it's not a regular timing. Yeah. So sometimes the flame will jet out, and then jet out right again after, as soon as you try to run past it, and it kills you. Oh, So okay. Blasto, unnecessarily frustrating. Sure. I was kind of enjoying it for 10 or 15 minutes. I, I <laughs> do have a soft spot for kind of like lower tier platformer games. I if would rank it above Gex. If they're basically competent, I'll have a good time with yeah, it. And Blasto exactly. kind of fits that mold of Kind of feels like competent. a very uh, bare bones Ratchet and Clank. Like a, a PS1 it feels remake like a, of Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, very early. Is, that's not from Insomnia, is it? I don't think so. Okay. I think it is a Sony first person game. Though. It is a so Sony first person game. And they had the, the Insomniac team had some kind of weird platform that came out of the ps1 era and i'm trying to remember mm. what it was but um well they did spyro of course but there was something else anyway yeah yeah that's what we've been playing <laughs> sure uh, yeah so what we've been playing as of five minutes before we started talking was turbo stunt boys turbo the stunt men yeah. the stuntiest stunt snails that ever stunted um yeah, I want to talk a little bit about DreamWorks Animation because there's there's quite a few sure. of these. So I talk uh, about something. You know, DreamWorks, uh, the studio founded in 1997 by Spielberg, Katzenberg, and Geffen, three big Hollywood big shots who decided they wanted to kind of write their own ticket. So and they just built their own studio, which is a pretty ballsy move. Let like, me, I, I mean, uh, I know there's a lot of sort of recorded knowledge of this because there's plenty of nerds who are very interested in this stuff. Oh, yeah. But I just want to understand if I remember this correctly. Katzenberg was the CEO of Disney yes. for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And then he kind of had a falling out. For uh, being a massive asshole. Oh, he's, sure. He's, uh, a mass hole. A mass hole, yeah. He's, he's a naturally occurring mass hole. And uh, yeah. so he sort of said, well, screw you guys. I'm forming my own animation studio, and we're going to do it all better. Well, just a movie studio in general. Oh, okay. Like, they had an animation wing, but they were... This was, like, an actual studio to compete with, like, Paramount and Warner Brothers. Uh, I didn't even realize that it's no longer a studio. 
What's like, a, what's a DreamWorks non-animated movie? Somehow I only associate it with Oh man, well Saving Private Ryan is one. Oh, okay, like, uh, sure. Yeah, that, that I guess was a if they were allied with Spielberg like probably a yeah, lot of Spielberg stuff. Was... Yeah, Minority Report, AI, okay. like lots of different Spielberg movies were uh I think the very first DreamWorks movie if I remember correctly was The Peacemaker starring George Clooney in his uh I think leading role debut or something, but nobody remembers that. Movie. Okay, you're you're right. Nicole Kidman's in there, I think. Wow. Yeah, no one remembers it. And then immediately after that it was Amistad. Okay. Another big bummer of a Spielberg sure. movie. So, you know, it, it took them a little while. Uh, they did start with their animation department pretty early. Uh, their first animated film came out in 1998. We actually discussed it on the show briefly uh, a couple episodes back. And that's Ants. Yeah. Ants, uh, the starring Sharon Stone, Sylvester Stallone, and literally no one else. There's no, <laughs> no one does a voice of the lead actor in that movie. Sure. Doesn't. It was, it was an AI synthesized program. <laughs> yes. I, I, it's soon to be replaced by Christopher Plummer. Sure. Uh, which I really hope I, actually that, I, I think that yeah. should just be, yeah, the new, in, uh, look, let's, let's rotate canceled out of the lexicon. Yeah. And it's soon to be replaced by Christopher Plummer. Soon to be plumbered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Imminently plumberable. Uh, yeah. So Ants, Ants was a solid hit. It was, uh, it was less a movie and more of like a fuck you, Disney. I'm Jesse, Jeffrey Katzenberg, because like he, <laughs> it was he more knew... of like a confusing thing to, with a bug's life. He knew that they were, that Disney was making a bug movie. Right. And so he fast-tracked this movie about bugs and opened it like a month before their movie was set to open. And this is in a time when like a CGI movie was pretty much just guaranteed to do massive box office because it's sure. still novel. It's the future. And Ants was kind of like the harder edged, like more adult oriented <laughs> animation. And sure. that's kind of been the vibe that DreamWorks animation has gone for since then. Because their their big hit, the one that really set the template for oh, everything, man. I, uh, I just I, rewatched I'm a, I'm it. I'm a believer. Just rewatched it for its 20th anniversary, and man, does it suck! <laughs> little movie called Shrek. Little Shrek. little big movie. Little big movie, inexplicably like one of the biggest selling movies of all time. What do you time. mean inexplicable? They do like a hilarious Matrix parody where like the they camera like rotates the... around. Like he he farts a bunch. Come he on, sure Steve. does fart. Yeah, like, that's quality entertainment right there. I was... Eddie Murphy plays a hilarious talking animal. Sure. I'm it's, on board with got Eddie Murphy. everything you want. Like, I think Eddie Murphy's funny in that movie. But sure. Like, no, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, man, what a weird fucking movie. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I'm I, watching it I, the other day, and I'm just like, wow, yeah, this is, we were all in on this. Like, I, there was very little ambiguity. Everyone was kind of like, fuck Pro, yeah, Shrek yeah. is good. <laughs> yeah. Critics loved it. Audiences loved it. Like, everyone was in on Shrek, and I'm like, this looks like ass. <laughs> Like, not even the part with Shrek's ass. Just the whole sure. thing looks like Shrek's ass. And, like, it's so raunchy and gross. Like, there's a scene where John Lithgow's character is jerking off in front of the magic mirror. Like... There is? It's not even really, like, implied. It's, like, happening. Like, he... Str Strange. He, he keeps asking the magic... He's, like, shirtless in his bed. Like, it's implied that he's naked. He keeps asking the magic mirror to show him Princess Fiona. The magic mirror cringes before he does it. And then the the Lithgow character like looks at the screen for a while, smiles, then lifts up his blanket, looks down, and goes, "Ooh, wow!" Like, what? What, Holy shit. what is happening? I yeah. forgot that move. That part existed in that movie at all. Sure. It's pretty filthy. It's, it's pretty dumb. But it's it, a real relic of its time. It's gotten like a new, I mean, a new memeified life with the, with the youths. I'm sure that 20 years from now, the youth will be memeing Turbo. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, in some ways, like, I, I don't want to interrupt your, your narrative arc here. No. But, like, I do feel like Turbo is a very natural successor to Shrek. 
In the, I mean, in some way, like it, that's what DreamWorks kind of established is just like they're gonna go for like the easy joke. <laughs> well, know? they're they're know, going like, for easy jokes, and they're also the other template that they kind of set with ants, and that's been carried on all oh, yeah. uh, since then is big celebrity names before the title big names. Disney went the opposite direction, which is why the highest grossing animated film of all time is a Craig T. Nelson vehicle. Like Incredibles sure. 2. Yeah. Sure. A Craig T. Nelson movie where he two hands with Holly Hunter, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty amazing. But like, yeah, DreamWorks likes to throw big names at their movies. And Turbo's no exception. We'll get to that in a second. But like Shrek was Mike Myers and mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy and Cameron Diaz. And like it just got bigger and bigger. Shrek 2, I think was the highest grossing movie of 2002. I believe that. And then I think Shrek 3 was the highest grossing movie of its year. Wow. And then it wasn't until Shrek 4 that kind of people got over it. But then <laughs> there was a Puss in Boots spinoff and all yeah. this. But either way, that kind of, that put DreamWorks Animation on the map and they just developed their own house style and they started producing like quite a few movies. And they're, for animation nerds, I think DreamWorks Animation is kind of like more of a punching bag. Right. Because... Generally, their films are of more. They're 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 mediocre. They're not even terrible very, right. very often. I think they're just me, unmemorable, and just very rote and boilerplate. I mean, know? they don't they don't put as much nearly as much effort into like a premise of like yeah. has this been done. I mean, obviously, your comparison is going when you talk about animation is going to go right to Pixar. But it's like Pixar is like okay, what if you could see and understand the emotion inside a little girl's head? And like DreamWorks is like, what if a panda did kung fu? Right. You know, like, yeah. It's just like a very simple premise, but I do feel like us or you just I don't know. It, it's easy to get down on a fact that like they are making movies more just for kids. They're like, they will are. a kid yeah. like this movie? Like, great. It doesn't need to like be respectful to Mexican traditions. Right. Of, yeah, they're, like they're, death and understanding is just like, are there farts in it? Like, great. Let's let's keep moving this along. They're not trying to evoke these emotions out of you that like Pixar and Disney Studios are trying to do. It's more about gag a minute. And that's not necessarily bad. No, no, that's not necessarily bad. It's just mostly the gags are bad, which right. is a problem. You know? <laughs> exactly. But occasionally you'll get something like the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy, which I would put up against any Pixar movie. Mm. Like, I think all three of those movies are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they do a couple good films. Like, uh, the, I like the Kung Fu Panda trilogy. I think they're really fun. Um, you know, they've done Madagascar, uh, Rise of the Guardians, Mr. Peabody and Sherman. That one sucked. Uh, <laughs> the fucking Boss Baby. Sure. Uh, Monsters versus Aliens. Home. Do you remember Home? Do you have any idea what that's about? Uh, that, I, it's think like it's about I think it's thing, like right? an E.T. knockoff. Okay. Of like some alien stranded on Earth and wants to go. I get, home. Oh, that makes yeah, sense. That makes exactly. sense. And terrible SEO on that. <laughs> and then, of course, who could forget their all-time immoral classic bee movie? Oh, sure. A, Another uh, bee-sized bee that fucks a human-sized lady. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, it's it's a lot. It's a mixed bag. Like it's one of those. Like I feel like the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy is strong enough to justify the rest of these movies existing. Right. I just love those movies completely, but. There's a lot of mediocre stuff, and I think we're going to be digging through a lot of those movies as we Ugh, get into it. But, gross. but I mean, I, the other fact is, like, not all that many. Like, the standard of animation is a little weird, just in general. Of like, there's Disney and there's Pixar movies that are at this very, very high level of quality, where yeah. like millions and millions of dollars are put into it, and then there's just like terrible, terrible like knockoff animated garbage. Yeah, but there's like not DreamWorks sort of fills that hole in the middle, whereas 
It's it's we, kind of knockoff garbage that, with a lot of money put behind yeah, it. Yeah, but there's yeah. not that many animated movies that really get made. Like when you think about how many animated movies come out every year, like without DreamWorks there sort of bulking them up, it, 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 you'd just be watching Disney and Pixar over and over, which right. is maybe a better choice, but still. Maybe, but yeah, yeah, you're right. These are kind of filling in the these are the mortar kind of filling in the bricks. You yeah. know, it's like they're 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 around. You're probably not going to think about them. And uh, I think that's a good segue to talk about Turbo, the sure. movie. This was directed by David Soren, released June 24th, 2013, and it stars Ryan Reynolds, Paul Giamatti, Michael Pena, Snoop Dogg, Louise Guzman, Ken Jeong, Richard Jenkins, Maya Rudolph, Michelle Rodriguez, Bill Hader, Ben Schwartz, and Samuel L. Jackson. Man, kids, kids love Richard Jenkins. They every love, time, every yeah. time they come into the library, they go right to the Richard Jenkins section. Visitor, and, yeah, visitor <laughs> exactly. Visitor. Bone tomahawk, bone tomahawk. <laughs> kids love bone tomahawk, man. Mommy, can we get flirting with disaster again? <laughs> exactly. Um, but I mean, that is the weird thing. Is it's like that is such a like that's a deep, amazing cast by like any uh, standard. Yeah, Jenkins has I think one line in this yeah. movie. Like he's a background character. Oscar nominee Richard Jenkins is a background actor in this it's movie. It's like, why bother? Why bother paying him any money yeah. as opposed to someone that you don't have to pay any money? Just like, do it like Pixar just puts like whoever's in their animation department at that time like on the mic. It's like, right. oh, you, you, uh, you're you're the rat's brother. Get in here. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's kind of what they do. But it's yeah, they... I mean, the other thing is like, Ryan Reynolds to me seems like He's a, he's a talented actor. I'm glad he's found so much success. Oh, sure. But I, I, I got no beef. I'm, I'm very sick of Ryan Reynolds. Like, yeah. he, to me, sounds like the most tossed off, like, if you were going to have some parody, like, executive meeting of, like, I don't know, like, this whole, this is the thing about this whole movie. So you watched this movie. I did. I did not. You I started it, it like, I got, like, five minutes in. I'm like, I don't want to watch what this. Broke like, uh, what broke you? How far did As soon as I heard Ryan Reynolds, okay, because it was just the most obvious start of, like, mm. There's sn- there's cars racing and then like the snail is bursting ahead of them and I'm like oh it's a dream sequence and he wants to like be a racing car yeah and then immediately it cuts back and Ryan Reynolds starts talking like ever since I was a little snail yeah I wanted to race in the Indy 500 and I'm like okay I'm done with this done. I already get exactly what it is yeah and to me like yeah Ryan Reynolds is just like such a like tossed off like obvious first choice that it seems so uninteresting as a choice well and this this is a really boring performance from him because this is pre-deadpool right you know and after deadpool he kind of got to write his own check and he gets to do his like ryan reynolds shtick in everything you right know? tv commercials and game shows and like movies and everything he when he shows up in detective pikachu he's doing a well, ryan that's reynolds like, that's bit. like an interesting weird choice yeah no but- and i like i like his take on pikachu but here it's like he he's so reined in that like this could be anybody. This well, could be absolutely anybody. And this whole the whole premise. So yeah, what tell us the premise of this movie, Steve? Okay, uh, so th- this movie is batshit. <laughs> All right, so this is about a little snail named Theo who calls okay. himself Turbo, okay. and he always dreams of racing in the Indy Five Hundred, like you said. Uh, because he's delusional and stupid. <laughs> yeah. uh, and his brother, played by Paul Giamatti, who I think this is the only time these two have been cast as brothers, uh, <laughs> he he's like he's very content being like a regular-ass snail working in the garden. He wants everybody to stay safe, and he thinks his brother should get his sure. head out of the clouds. And he fears salt. And he fears salt, yeah. And uh, so through a very elaborate series of contrivances, Turbo winds up on the edge of a freeway, he falls off, gets like blown around by the wind, and okay. then he ends up in the L.A. basin where he gets stuck to the roof of a drag racing Fast and the Furious style muscle car with the big exposed like four barrel engine on the Got top. It. Yep, yep. Uh, so with you they, so far. They start racing, 
Turbo's loving it. He's like, go faster, go faster, go faster. He gets sucked into the engine. Oh, no. He gets pulled all the way in, and the driver hits the NAS button. And when okay. that engine fills up with the NAS, it fuses with the snail's DNA. It doesn't just incinerate the snail. It doesn't just melt him into nothing. No, it combines with his DNA to turn him into a car. Okay. Like, really. Like, he he has his, his eyes turn into headlights. He's got a wow. turn signal. Like, he's got a radio that plays out of his mouth, and he can move as fast as, like, the world's fastest car. Got it. Uh, so he's kind of like, it's kind of like the Hulk, except, uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's kind of like the Hulk, I mean, yeah. it, it, instead of gamma radiation, it's just, like, incinerated nitro? Yeah, basically. Weird. So he goes back to the colony. He tries to show his brother his new abilities, but, uh, you know, they, they get in a fight, and then a crow comes and takes his brother, so he does this whole race thing to stop the crow, save his brother, they wind up way on this other side of town, and the first person they meet, the first person who scoops them up in a cup, is Tito, who uh, played by Michael Pena, who just happens to be obsessed with snail racing. Oh, like isn't well, that that's convenient handy. that, that is they convenient. happen to the, the most esoteric person in the world happens um, to find the snail what do you that mean is esoteric? fastest? Like it's like, taken. That's what the kids love. It's like TikTok, <laughs> snail racing, Shrek memes. Like these are the the big three. Okay, for, I need to divulge. I need to diverge a little bit here because I got very bored watching this movie, despite all this insanity. Sure. And I had to look up if snail racing is actually a thing. Yeah. Uh, it is a kind of. Yeah. Like it's it happens in like rural England. Mm -hmm. Like there are there are world snail racing championships where they put like a bullseye shaped like like kind of like an archery target right. flat, and then uh, they make snails start in the center and race out, and whoever wins wins. They give uh, they give the it was very cute. They give the snail a silver mug full of lettuce as their trophy. <laughs> like the owner gets to keep the mug, and the snail gets, gets to eat to the keep lettuce. lettuce. Nice. Uh, and apparently, it it draws in uh, the 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 world snail racing champion draws up to four hundred people a year. Goodness to me. this small village. All so right. there you go. I know where I'm planning my next vacation. So maybe maybe like one of the strangest, most niche like subgenres of anything to build a movie around. Right. Uh and. Yeah, so basically this is where it becomes Ratatouille. Right, well, and that's what I was saying yeah. about, like, the premise here is so, like, just the most obvious premise. Like, Ratatouille is a good movie because it is made by Brad Bird and many other very talented people. Yeah, um, but the premise internal logic. And the premise is pretty, like, seems pretty dumb. Like, he's a rat who shouldn't, like, rats shouldn't cook. Rats are gross. Yeah. But, like, what if he was the best cook? He's great. And, like, then, but, you know, it's well executed. Whereas here, it's like, oh, snails don't go fast. Snails are slow. But what if a snail was the, wanted to go fast and was the, like, it's the same logic, but it's not done with any sort of the ingenuity of Ratatouille. No, they just need this shortcut of, like, no, he just has superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, when Tito brings him home, he's got this stable of other racing snails and he's made like little custom now are like, all these snail other racing snails also mutants no okay but that's the thing they're faster than turbo even though turbo is like a mutated high-powered car snail they're just regular snails they're just with regular ass snails they've got these ornate like little custom designed shells that uh that tino made for them and there's a scene early on where they need to race like uh from from to the top of like uh, the stein in this uh mall and all the other snails beat him. Turbo comes in dead last wow. because they're all using ingenuity and they're like, uh, oh, they're, they're springboarding up into the telephone wires and then they're grinding down the wires until they get oh, to there the... Oh, there's grinding. There involved. is some grindage. Okay. Yeah, there's some, uh, some, some grindage there. 
but like even still turbo should have won this because he moves 300 miles an hour and he doesn't need to adhere to physics and the other ones are snails and the other ones are regular ass yeah. snails, which actually might be at more of a disadvantage because they're wearing these heavy custom shells. Yeah. Uh, but the snails are played by we have Ben Schwartz, we have uh, Snoop Dogg, we have Samuel Jackson, we have Maya Rudolph, and then somebody else playing White Shadow. I don't remember. Sure. And uh, yeah, so that this and we don't get any kind of like arc for any of these other snails they're just right. like they they're just love they're to just race machines right right and we don't yeah. see any sign that like maybe they understand their or like, they understand their limitations as snails like this is a movie that speculates that snails should be able to do anything that humans can do sure really shouldn't be a problem and it's your fault if you don't think so yeah so through an, another series of insane contrivances they rig this rube goldberg machine to sabotage a tour bus to make it stop at their mall and so they can show off the racing snail and almost immediately after that the video goes viral and they get to go race in the indy 500 he gets to go race in the qualifiers he qualifies he gets to race against his uh, all-time hero who's this french canadian racer played by bill Hader. there's this super bizarre scene where like all right, like you, you probably get the gist that like this this guy who's like the hero character is going to turn out to be an asshole. Like, it's the same old narrative that okay. happens over and over. Never meet sure. your heroes, blah blah. Oh yeah, of course. There's a scene where like the the driver and the snail. He's like talking to the snail and he's like giving this monologue about why you should quit. And you think he's going to do something sinister, like yeah. he's gripping him in his hand. You think he's going to do something sinister. There's a sinister tone to everything, and then he just sets him on the ground outside and it's like, see you tomorrow. Huh? It's like. Do you just not want to commit to that bit? Yeah. Like, did we not want him to be a bad enough guy or something? But Weird. Anyway, they go to the Indy 500. Uh, they race a whole bunch. His snail, his shell gets damaged, and it turns out his shell was the source of his power all along. They never established that, but now <laughs> he can't race anymore. Uh, but then there's a massive pileup, and uh, they have to have, like, the slow-mo race where he's just a regular snail crawling, and uh, the French driver is having to push his car uh, oh sure, and so they yeah, it's it's some of that stupid shit. Sure, and in the end, all the snails get actual high powered, like actual rocket shells, like Iron Man style rocket shells, and Turbo gets his powers back for no reason. For no reason. Just okay. Does. So this is just a movie where lots of stuff happens. It's and... very much that. Yeah, there's no real connective tissue to anything. Like I don't know what this movie's trying to say or trying to do. Like the the premise or the. The background for this movie is that DreamWorks held an internal contest to say who could, and they said they would produce whatever one-page treatment was the best. Like anybody in the company could pitch a one-page treatment. So David Soren, the director of this, pitched Fast and Furious with Snails. Okay. And that was the winner. Sure. Uh, And so this one was DreamWorks' biggest animated flop for a while. Oh, until wow. uh, Rise of the Guardians is, did worse. Okay, but I think this one did end up making its money back through the TV show. Like, there's a Netflix TV show. It's the first ever kids animated show produced for Netflix called Turbo Fast, and it's like 2D anime. It's like Flash animation. Okay, and uh, yeah, and it's like I mean, it does of that. seem like the kind of I think there's three seasons of that. Like, there are. Yeah, yeah, it does seem like the kind of premise that would work a little better as a TV show, since like your your appeal however limited it would be, would mostly just be like this racing crew kind of just hanging out. Yeah. There's not really much of a story aside from like, oh, he's going to the big race. And so I do feel like having more serialized like yeah. episodes would work a little better. And there but. there are moments like where the animation is really nice in this movie. And uh, there's some scenes I like. I like the idea of like a tiny, incredibly fast 
car that basically moves like a snail. So we can like cling to walls. It can like ride. Yeah. So so we can like race up telephone poles and and during the indy 500 he starts racing underneath the cars and between the tires well, that sounds like that's more ri- fun. rife material for a video game of it some should kind. be like, like a, like a racing like video f-zero game. an f-zero style i think where that, like there's like a bunch of crazy loop the loops and stuff but since you're a snail you stick to them because let's make it very clear if this if this movie is about any one thing it is about racing it's about racing it's about and going fast how good is it to go fast? and believing in yourself Anyway, let's talk about this game, which I'm sure is a racing game. Uh, Turbo Super 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 Stunt Bros. Oh, fucking hell. Turbo Super Stunt Squad was released July 16th, 2013, developed by Monkey Bar Games and published by D3 Publisher Inc. It was also released on 360, PS3, Wii DS, and 3DS. Mm. Are you tired out from a difficult day of Turbo Skun Squatting? Have a Monkey Bar. It will refresh you and uh, build with, build muscly tissue. Made with real monkeys. Yeah, it's totally salt for you, though, so you can eat it if you're a snail. Uh, they specialize in adaptations of kids' franchises, so they've done a few other DreamWorks projects like Madagascar, Flushed Away, and Yogi Bear, you know, the movie where good things come in bears. <laughs> uh, and they've also done games for TV shows like Ben 10 and Dora the Explorer. We're going to be playing those Ben 10 games later on the Ooh, show. Get hype. No idea what a Ben 10 is, but I'm sure. to find out. Well, if you... If, if your uh, your crotch gets very itchy. You rub some Ben 10 on there. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I need some. Uh, so D3, uh, or Domain 3, which is video games, music, movies. Those are the three domains. Sure. They were found in Japan in 1992, and they're best known as the creators of the smash hit mobile game Puzzle Quest. Mm-hmm. Other than that, they are known for making very cheap adaptations of anime and TV shows, uh, and most of their games are completely not worth talking about. <laughs> but they did do a few that I would shout out. Uh, the Earth Defense Force series, pretty fun. You fight little, giant bugs. Little cheapy uh, uh, action season uh, series. Uh, very tasteless and very stupid Oni Chanbara Bikini Samurai Squad. <laughs> And the very odd first-person shooter parody, uh, Eat Lead, The Rise of Matt Hazard. Do you remember that one? No. It's like a, it's like, uh, it's it's kind of a parody, like, of what happened if Duke Nukem retired. Okay. He's being brought back into service. He's played by Will Arnett, and then it's just, like, a really dumb game. Like, it should be. The premise like, sounds a, pretty a, funny. It's an awesome premise, yeah, and yeah. the game sucks, but, yeah, it's an awesome premise. Uh, but, yeah, the company was bought outright by Namco Bandai in 2009, and they're still working there. All right, so so, so gameplay-wise, anyway, I didn't know what to expect from this game at all because there is no Wikipedia page. There is which no is, giant bomb page. There's no internet Which presence. is crazy yeah. because this came out on, like, like six consoles. And just for, like, Rat Attack, yeah. the game we played for Nintendo 64, that has a, a Wikipedia page. <laughs> this one had like, a paragraph in the page for the movie. And it's okay, just saying, like, sure. it appeared on these systems. And it didn't really tell me what it was. Uh, so, like... I had no idea what to expect, but I just assumed that the game or the movie about racing snails was going to be a racing game. Yeah, so natural assumption, fast snails equals fast racing car game. What kind of game is this? Uh, this is not a racing game, it Steve. Is not. What do you, you, yeah, you'd think there's so many things, you like cheapo kart race or something like that. They're like, no. We're going to make this a Tony Hawk game. It's a Tony Hawk pair. It's like a straight ripoff of Tony Hawk, yeah. like really, really close to what Tony Hawk is doing, except like they, they add this weird wrinkle of like, imagine if Tony Hawk controlled like a car. Right. And that's what we've got here. You have to accelerate at all times. You have a brakes button. Yeah. And then otherwise it's just Tony Hawk controls. Yes. It's, it's very, a very strange choice. There are, I mean, 
I do part of this mentality is I do think that at this time Tony Hawk was probably dead or dead-ish or have Tony Hawk 5 might have come out and it was very oh, I poorly. Th- I, I was really worried. I'm like, I was racking my brain. Oh. Like, Wait, is Tony Hawk dead? No, no he's not. No. He's fine. Right? This he's is the fine. Tony Hawk effect. Um, no, the Tony Hawk franchise might have been dead. Um, but perhaps, so perhaps somebody who worked on this game was a fan of that and yeah. was like, hey, here's a niche we can fill mm-hmm. for people who are nostalgic for this but don't want to play this tone, bad Tony Hawk 5. Um, so that's not necessarily a terrible idea and it also does the fun thing that I always like that we see fairly often where you since you're playing as a small character you're like your levels are like an auto shop or a kitchen yeah or you know a, the out the patio of a chicken restaurant like, like I was I was jazzed when I saw like when I bo- booted up the game I'm like oh this is gonna be a Tony Hawk thing like yeah. because exactly that like i think that's a fun idea being able to do tony hawk in like tiny little locations and do an ollie over a tortilla or whatever yeah. like that's a fun idea and then immediately upon starting the game like a lot of my enthusiasm yeah. was deflated because this controls really terribly like I, it's strange to see how like the controls can be based off of uh, an excellent game mm-hmm. that like is really intuitive and really fun and then you just map it onto this something else and it just doesn't work I mean, I think that the big mistake of this game, I mean, not, they can't do anything about this because, like, you're, you start with the fact that this is a turbo game, but, like, yeah. snails are not interesting, like, visual things. No. Like, humans have a lot, like, Tony Hawk is great for many reasons, but one of them is, like, your moves look very cool, and, like, there's lots of different limbs, and there's lots of varieties of things that you can do on a skateboard. Yeah. Uh, in this game, you, you're not, you're only the snail. There's no board or anything. So all you can kind of do is elongate yourself in spin or twist yourself in spin. Right. Or grind on something which just looks exactly the same as driving over it. Yes. Except you're a little bit crooked. Yeah, pretty much. And it's all, it's not visually interesting at all. No, and they don't really find any significant ways to play around with that. And like, as soon as you get over, it's like, oh, okay, that's a, that's a fun that I'm, I'm skating around in an auto shop or that in, in the kitchen or something like that. But then the, the environments are just so stayed, like there's no dynamism to anything. It's like, you're not having like, uh, you can't bump into a ketchup packet and it explodes or you can't, right. you know. Like, you what? can't fall into a deep fryer or anything like that. Like Well, just, you can. You can fall into the stove, but you'll just kind of... You, the screen will go dark and you'll restart. Yeah. Or the other... The interactive element they do have is, like, there's these various teeter-totters or just sort of uh, yeah. slanted planks throughout the level where you go... You have to drive up onto them and just kind of sit there for a second or two. And then, uh, what's what's his name? White Fang? White Shadow. White Shadow will make, yeah. a, make a loud exclamation and jump on the other end of the teeter-totter and launch you to a different section of the level. And by the way, this eats up your time. Like, yeah. w- waiting for him to jump and the cutscene eats into your time. <laughs> well, yeah, well, because, like, this is very much in the old-school Tony Hawk before Tony Hawk 4, yeah. where all of the goal, you just play only, you only get two minutes per level, and you have to complete as many goals as you can within that two minutes. There's no, like open free exploring you can set to like free play where you're where you're not timed but i don't know it's less interesting but it's like there's no logic to where those teeter-totters are going to launch you it's just so hard to get sort of an idea of the layout of these environments and so like your goals are like spell out turbo get this trophy that's hidden somewhere collect five ketchup packets but like you don't know where anything is because like it's such it's not 
don't know. Like when you're playing Tony Hawk, you 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 know what things look like because you're from a human's eye view and you have camera control and things right. like this. Here, it's just like sort of this big mesh in a very illogical layout. But also, like Tony Hawk levels are designed specifically so that if you are a good enough player, you can complete all of these objectives yeah. in one seamless. They have, they have very logical grind. lines yeah. to them. Right, you can do that, and Turbo really does not lay it out logically. There are all these little puddles of uh, like turbo boosting stuff. There's like they're they're two different kinds. There's like a blue and a red. One's supposed to be an energy drink. The other is supposed to be nas that's spilled on the ground. Sure, but they there's no difference between them. So I don't know why they bother doing. And they that. definitely graphically look like something you want to stay. away They look from. like lava. Yeah, yeah like I wanted lava. to stay away from it because they're smoking too. That's the joke in the movie is that the the energy drink burns through stuff. You know, so yeah, like just the general lines because that that to me is another. I mean, this is really just us praising Tony Hawk, but I don't think oh, yeah. that's that hot of a take. But like, th- those games have very logical lines of like, you're going to hit this, you're going to jump over here and hit this rail, and then it will lead you to this other rail, and then there'll be a big ramp at the end. Yeah. Here, like, one of the levels we play is like, you have to start your trick by grinding on this bookshelf. Yeah. And then it just goes right into the side of this big chair that has, that's not a ramp or anything. You just kind of whack into the chair and yeah. the combo stops. Yeah, there's just no thought put into the design on that. Yeah, and then there's just a bunch of, yeah, it just seems kind of haphazardly scattered around. You know, and then uh, you get four different characters here. It could be either Turbo, Whiplash, which is the Sam Jackson character, uh, Smooth Move, which is the Snoop Dogg character, and Burn, who is Maya Rudolph. So that must have cost them a lot to get all those guys uh, in for the voice performance. It definitely would have, but they got some uh, They got some backups. They got Samuel M. Jackson. <laughs> okay. Uh, they got uh, Maya Blitzen. Yep. Uh, they got Snoop Cat. And they got Brian Reynolds. They brought Brian Reynolds. And, of course, uh, Darth Maul Giamatti. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. The the Paul Giamatti impression is, like, particularly bad. It's just like, okay, (laughs) all right, let's... And, I mean, as is... Merlot! (laughs) Sure. Yeah, for some reason they had Paul Giamatti reaccounting his character from Sideways. Yeah, which weird. didn't really fit at all. And it was really strange that Sam Jackson was recreating Black Snake Moan like yeah. so often. Like <laughs> exactly. I, I'm like weird pull. Okay, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's like they're just. I mean, they just sprout catchphrases in a way that's so annoying because they exist. They they portray a level of excitement that the game does not. Yeah. And you almost feel attacked by it. Like you'll do this super lame trick where your snail like tilts a little bit and they're like, awesome. That was turbo. Yeah. He says, file that under turbo tastic. I liked playing as the Sam Jackson one because he kept yelling things like, I am a snail. Like, thanks. I know. It's the whole point of this movie. Yeah. It's really annoying to hear all of them holler like that. You get six different levels from different places in the movie. You unlock them the same way you do Tony Hawk by like beating a certain number of challenges and gaining a certain number of points. Uh, and then you could proceed through the levels, but they're all generally pretty unexciting. There's uh, no, none of them are like the Indy 500. This game has no racing mode. I mean, no, no, it's, that's insane. Like you would think there'd be a mode at least. There'd be some kind of mini game. There is a two player in this. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the one thing that I think we both kind of appreciated sure. about it. Like, while it's still a bad Tony Hawk game, it's nice having the two-player co-op where you can both work towards the same goals. Right, because Tony Hawk has al- has had two-player modes, um, but they're always competitive, yeah. wh- which is okay. But here, you can just play through the level, and you both kind of skate around and do your own thing. We say skate, but it's really just like slide around. Yeah. That's another thing that doesn't make any sense, is because like this game is based on some sort of made-up premise of snails going fast, 
Like, there's no logic to how the physics should work. Yeah. Whereas, like, you understand how a skateboard rolls and the speed that it goes at. Here, like, it's just very hard to tell. Like, the sense of speed is very mixed up. It's all over but, the place. Um, yeah, so you can go and play through the levels. And, like, you, you for example, if you're going to spell turbo, like, you got four letters and then I got the O. Yeah. Um, which is it's cool to be able to, like, if you were playing with your kid and, like, hated your kid and got them this game <laughs> like this would be a this would be a way to do it the other thing that's dumb though is this game has none of the features that the wii u would actually use and yeah. like i don't know there's not like a bunch of ways to make that useful but one of them would be if you're playing the co-op mode one person uses the uh gamepad and has their character there and the other person gets the full tv yeah that's not the case at all the gamepad always just shows your goals which is pretty useless because they're just like Hit the hit the elevator button gap, and you're like, great. I don't know what that is or where it is, and, and it you're doesn't only like showing me in text. It doesn't check them off when you finish them either. It just I shows think it what does. The, I don't uh, know that it does though, because it was listing like the collect t o t u r b o. Yeah. Like even though that's usually the first thing I go for. I don't know. Like I don't know. Maybe I, I'll I'll check it again. Well, I won't check. No, it again. don't check it again. Steve. No, there's you, no you, reason. You've to already check played it again. this game much more than anyone should. Um, here's okay. Here's a very extremely weird feature, and I don't even think it's a feature. I think they just literally forgot to finish this part of the game. Yeah, I don't know if we've ever encountered something in a game that's baffled us this much. Not yeah. since the slam dunk contest of NBA in the zone. Right, but that's not, this isn't fun like that. Yeah. This is like just a useless like appendage of a feature. So it, there's like a create challenge mode. So, so real, real quick, yeah, in yeah. the two-player mode, oh, yeah. aside from just the um, being able to play through the main game two-player, there's also a challenge mode which is basic, which is competitive, and it's basically a variation on horse. Okay, like one person will go and do a trick, and then the other person will have to match or exceed the point value on that trick. Right, right. And then there's another mode where it's just the same thing, but it only happens once. Like you don't spell turbo. It's very weird. It's one of those annoying things where they like felt like they needed to put in another mode, but they just put the same mode in a different option. Right. Um, anyway, so yes, but then there's this challenge. Yeah, it's, it's create a challenge. All right, and so if you've played a lot of Tony Hawk, yeah, I think, was it 2 where they started doing yes. Design Your Own Skate Park? Yep. Which is a really fun feature. You can yeah. make parks no, for your trips. Not trip, necessarily for us, but you they really put a lot of effort into it. It's a very in-depth feature. You can make parks and skate around in them. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, you can, you can yeah, and they're pretty intuitive and easy to use. Yes. So I'm like, I saw that on the menu. I'm like, oh, wow, is this game going to attempt a park creator? Like, I'm curious what that looks like. So what it is, is like it will show you static images of six or seven different jumps. Gaps. Yeah, just like level, different yeah. gaps. And then using the touchpad, you need to select which order these go in. Uh, you can scroll through with L and R and then you find it and then you make a checklist with your finger because I tried with the stylus for some reason it doesn't work. <laughs> I need to use my actual <laughs> physical finger. Don't work either, yeah. Button press don't work. And and so you're just creating like a playlist of gaps and then you have the option to save do something with them and then but nothing happens this is this is the new mystery of our podcast is what the hell is this mode because we assumed okay you're creating a challenge and then you're going to race through them and have to do it in this specific order or like try to hit all these gaps in the order that is there's no way to like play through the level like no. the, the order that you put this in seems to have no bearing on anything none whatsoever you just kind of save and exit, and then you're like, great, you did that mode. It's a saving simulator. Which yeah, you is literally, it. it's just like, look at things and then put them in an order. 
Like, are we supposed to be ranking these? Like, yeah, I don't what know. are your favorites? <laughs> Obviously, the one where he jumps over the napkin dispenser is my favorite, <laughs> yeah, but you know. Oh, but that's a close second to the one where, like, he goes next to the barbecue. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. And that little next to barbecue action. Yeah, yeah. The, the exciting grind down the stepladder. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that was some bullshit, too. Sometimes yeah. there's like a challenge where you have to hit. They call them hot spots. Like you have yeah. to perform a certain trick in order to successfully complete the level. You get 15 seconds to do it. But sometimes they'll start you in a place where it's physically impossible to complete the trick. Yeah, we were playing in this horse mode or whatever, and they started Steve underneath the ladder. Yeah, you're so supposed to grind down the stepladder railing, but there's no way to get to it from the ground level. Because you only had 15 seconds. Yeah. Whereas they started me right in front of it, and I won. Just jumped, <laughs> so I'm like, jumped oh, off, yeah. grinded down, and it's like, you're done. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so... It, it it really put a damper on an otherwise exceptional game. <laughs> yeah. Like I was, that was the one weakness that really knocked it down. It was a the one on the thing. List. Otherwise, slam dunk. Uh, uh, yeah, I will say in an effort to say like one positive thing about this game, um, the 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 tunage that they play is not bad. Like the sound, the tra- oh, soundtrack disagree strongly. Disagree okay. strongly. Sure, it's like whatever was happened to be in like the you know After Effects back catalog. It's just like. <laughs> Lo-fi beats. All right, you're right. You've you've persuaded me immediately. Lo-fi beats you've heard through like ear muffers, noise muffling headphones. I take that back immediately. I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) I guess it's just a matter of relativity where I'm like, this game is not very fun to play, but like the music kind of sounds like music. The one part in the movie I kind of enjoyed was that uh, uh, they took a viral video and someone made like a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like a remix, an auto-tune remix of... uh, Wow, that snail is fast, and that part I liked. Sure. That was kind of funny. I'll I'll put that in the end of the episode. <laughs> Great, but, this gives us something to look forward to. What time are we at, Steve? We're we... at forty five minutes. Okay, we talked good. about this longer than anyone in history has ever talked about Turbo. <laughs> it's pretty good. Are you ready to move on to rankings? I I think so. This game is yeah. Let's move on to it's rankings. It's so and weird. Then I'll, then I'll tell you what I think. And folks, I think it I, might shock you. To be to be clear, I did put in some uh, I did put in some work on this. I spent like an hour earlier this afternoon trying to unlock like Which more I, than one I level. I appreciate it. So we had. Three Three levels to play around in, yeah. but I never unlocked another character. I don't think you get any more, even though Ben Schwartz is right there, and he would probably at this time like he would probably do his own yeah. voice. Like now he's Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic did, break. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on to our rankings for Turbo Super Stunt Squad. Uh, right now, uh, top games for both of us is Shovel Knight. Bottom games for both of us is 007 Legends. Where are you putting this one? Wait, the bottom game is 007 Legends? What yeah. about the Cabela game? Oh, I forgot to update the list. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there are two Cabela's games. That I think are the Cabela bel- games are the bottom. There's a Cabela sandwich. I mean, it doesn't matter because it's not at the bottom of my list anymore. Because no. Because now Turbo now, Stunt stunt Hokey. Stunt Hokey is the... I, th- I like Stunt Hokey. <laughs> stunt, yeah. Stunt Hokey Extreme <laughs> is uh, the new bottom of my list. This <laughs> game was very not fun. Like, yeah. The ra- we played the Razor Scooter game for Nintendo 64. That game looks like a fucking masterpiece. Oh, so much better one. than this. I want to play that right now. Yeah. Like to, to well, get the taste of this out of my mouth. And I think that the, I think that the main reason is like this game doesn't feel fast, even though like Turbo's no. part of the name, and all your tricks are just so unbelievably lame. Yeah, you have like you even you do have a special meter that allows you to boost or do a special trick in the air. Yeah, but. Nothing it looks cool or exciting, and you just get bored so fast. So, so fast. Yeah, it's it's really bad. It's really tedious. I kept getting stuck on walls. Well, you're a snail. I, I, that's what I thought, Like, because that's a thing they do in the movie. They'll, they'll drive on walls. I'm like, wait, is this a thing? Am I... No, it was just a glitch. I was just stuck in the yeah. fucking wall. Yeah. Like, no, this game is broken. It doesn't work. It's it's pretty terrible. It's bottom on my list. And they, yeah. yeah, and they have that other mode of... I'm still just baffled of this create a challenge 
which is just disconnected from everything. It's, it's just like, the most inexplicable mode I've ever seen. I've never seen like a like a 404 error in a video game, like in a console video game. Like this on the main kind of, menu. This is kind of the equivalent of that. Yeah. This is just it's like, like a, the game doesn't crash. It's a dead link. It goes nowhere. Yeah, like, exactly. yeah it's, it's like they forgot to leave that code. It's like they programmed it in and they're like, no, no, don't. This is nothing. Yeah. But then they forgot to like remove the access to it on the main menu. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, you know, it, it was it was worse than I'd kind of anticipated. And I just it, it's the whiplash of expecting a racing game and not getting a racing game, too, which is just like I, I just love that they there's one scene in this 90 minute movie of snails like grinding on a wire and doing kind of skateboardy kind of stuff. And then there's like 80 minutes of racing. But they stuck to the one scene. They, they stuck to the 30 seconds and ignored everything else. I just think that's and so to weird. to me, like, if you're just going to make some sort of soulless, low-effort cash-in, like, make it a racing game. Make it because a racing game. Because I imagine that's much easier to program. And to me, like, a bad kart racing game is usually more fun. I think a, like, a bad kart racing game would be more functional yeah. than this. Yeah, definitely. And again, like, so you can stick to stuff. Like, something that brings you upside down would be pretty cool. It would. Yeah, but, no, I think it's great. And the, there are precious few moments in this game where they actually lean into that, where you get, like, upside-down ramps and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, to do, but again, your super lame tricks. Super lame tricks. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's it for Turbo. We're never going to think about Turbo no, ever again. Never have I been so sad that I don't have my Prince Valiant uh, I know. <laughs> book yeah. with me, because we're, we're both, like, aching for some Prince Valiant at this we're, point. At this point, but, I would happily dive into the adventures of Prince EV. And we don't have any letters this week, oh my so gosh, be sure guys. to send those letters, ultra64podcast at gmail.com. Tell us what the hell that mode in Turbo Stunt um, Amazings is. Like, I almost wonder if, like, I'm playing this game and I'm trying to do something. In the meantime, like, lights are flicking on and off on the roof or something. Like, I, like, like uh, I'm just, it's connected to some dead circuit sure, that I have no idea how. Sure. Or, like, I've, I've accidentally launched the nuclear codes or something. Well, like, that would be a bad way for us to go. That's a terrible way. It was not worth it. No. It was not worth it. Uh, all right. Well, next week, I think it's going to be a little bit more interesting to talk about. Uh, we're talking about another licensed game. But this time, it's uh, a little more R-rated, a little Ooh. more grisly violent. It's a Walking Dead survival instinct. We're okay. going to talk about The Walking Dead, sure. uh, which I think is going to be an interesting thing to talk about. Don't know if this game's any good, but I'm excited I'm to sure find out. it's great compared they to Turbo, Star, Hokey Pokies. <laughs> Where are you getting Hokey? I don't know. <laughs> I, you think of more. I just can't remember the name of this game. Stunt, it, it's stunt easy to master, remember. Stunt Masters of the Universe. There That's it, is. it. That's the one. That's yeah. the one. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you did indeed listen and stick around for this entire episode, uh, it gets better from here, I promise. We have yeah. better games to talk about in the future. and, and Probably some worse games, believe probably it or some, not. Uh, maybe some worse games. I, I, I actually don't think this is going to be the worst game. I, I don't either. Yeah, I don't think so. I think there's going to be something worse than this. I feel like that's unfortunate that this might end up being a race to the bottom like yeah. for a lot of Wii U games, but <laughs> we knew what we were getting into. Sure. All right, everybody. Uh, we will see you next time for The Walking Dead, so sharpen those survival instincts because that's that's, that's what they need yep. you to do. Yeehaw. Okay, I'm done. By the power of Grayskull! <laughs> Snail! <laughs> yeah. Snail skull! Do snails have skulls? They have to. They bite in this movie. Like, do they have teeth? Doesn't everything have a skull? I don't know. Quantum, do you have a skull? Yeah, Quantum has a skull. He has a skull. Okay. No question. What?
Whoa! It's a miracle of yeah. nature! What? Will the snail be crushed by the giant race cars? Yeah.